welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 30-minute flow class. When you're ready, come on down to your mat and we'll get started. Hey, hey, good morning. Good morning. It's good to see everyone. Thank you for being here. Or, wow, like as soon as I said that everyone left the room or turned their back, um, that was, <laughs> that was great. That was just so great. So I'm looking at people and then all of a sudden I'm looking at no one and, and, and some very, very nice back views. <laughs> Things that don't actually happen in real life that happen on Zoom uh, are they're, they're hilarious. Thank you so much for being here. I have good news. It's good news Friday. Uh, Friday is this month as we move through our uh, focus into the essentials, the the poses that we see most often in our yoga practice. Fridays are going to be restorative focused. So uh, that is good news for, for all of us, for our bodies, for our minds. And there will be some active flow. There will be plenty of active flow in this. But we're going to dial in Supta Bhadikanasana. So if you have two blocks get those things. If you have not two blocks, but you have two pillows that are about the same size, you could use that. Uh, you know, I would say like a couple of phone books, but nobody has phone books anymore. And like phone, what phone books used to be and what phone books are now are just totally just different things. Um, so if you've got blocks, come on down to your mat with your blocks. And <laughs> this wasn't happening earlier, but this is this is cool. All right, Gibbs. Thank you for the blanket. I we didn't need blankets for props today, but um, thank you for that. With your blocks, you're gonna set them to the outside of your hips and have them just as close to you as you possibly can when we first start. If this is not uh, the end for you, that that is uh, this is not the end. But start with them real close. Lie back. And so Sotapadakanasana defined by your s the soles of your feet together. And it's like you're making a footprint into a footprint. The ball of the big toe touching the ball of the big toe. Ball of the baby toe touching the ball of the baby toe. The center of the heel touching the center of the heel. Right, so for a lot of us, that's going to be some mind work or some physical work because our feet have and legs have a tendency to uh, kind of rotate to one side or the other. So keeping all three points of each foot pressed into the other is a, a point of focus. When you get that action of the legs, and it doesn't have to be a, uh, a serious push, but there's an action of coming to center at the feet, you also feel the action of, of the leg bones moving in toward the pelvis. You want that. And then the blocks are there to support the weight of the legs. So this doesn't have to be a lot of pull on the inner hip, inner thigh muscles, and also so that that action doesn't have to be so intense to, to hold you here. Uh, moving toward a, a more restorative pose, right, letting the blocks do the literal heavy lifting. And we're going to bring hands to center line, one hand to the navel center, one hand to the heart center. We do this a lot. The yoga kind of uh, practice of establishing the center line, 
bring our attention inward toward what's most essential. Also giving you the opportunity to feel your breath. not just in your body, but underneath your hands. And what we're looking for in this variation of the pose, the really well-supported pose with the blocks up high close to the hips, is a sensation of openness in the body without a, a lot of pull in any direction. So open without really being stretched. allows us this like, sense of spaciousness for breathing. Now, if you would like to work this into a more flexibility-focused posture, don't take the blocks away, right? That's going to cause the inner thighs to need to do this work. You're going to just slide the blocks slowly to just take time sliding the blocks toward your knees. And the legs will be able to open more. You're still supporting with the blocks so that the muscles along the inner thigh, the ones we're trying to lengthen, don't also have to hold the leg bones up. Because that's what's going to happen uh, if we take the blocks away. We're going to be asking the legs to lengthen and engage. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just a different form of training for the legs. So here in a more uh, yin style pose where we're looking for as much range of motion as our body is capable of in this moment, you just slide the blocks out until the legs won't drop out any further and get to a point where you can rest comfortably. But now you're feeling a deeper stretch through the inner thigh. Now that may or may not feel beneficial to you right now. And if you felt that the uh, more supported variation uh, by the hips was more for you, go ahead and take yourself back there. Just move slowly and, and graciously with your body. And this uh, support pose is nice for most of us. Uh, for some of us with sacroiliac joint stuff or uh, tightness in the legs, the blocks are going to make a huge difference in our ability to, uh, I don't want to say withstand this pose, enjoy this pose maybe. If you have found that in th these past few moments of, of being here, that it, this is a considerable upgrade from your usual non-propped uh, experience, Use these every time. Keep them nearby. Like these are the tools of the trade, these blocks. And uh, they will be useful to you in every subtopodicamasana that you do, if uh, particularly if you feel this in your sacroiliac joint. Uh, giving yourself some support is a really good idea because you don't want to stretch that thing. We've been here a while, and when we've been in a pose for a while, particularly a stretchy pose for a while, the way we come out of it matters. So take your hands to the outer edges of your legs. Use your hands to press the leg bones in. Pause for a moment. Okay. 
questions and after deep poses, just give yourself a moment to feel what happened, the echoes. Right? And then you can move your blocks out of the way. And bring your knees in towards your chest. Give them a good squeeze. A little rock side to side across your low back. And we'll rock the knees out until the or the center of your hips. You rock it side to side across your sacrum. And then take your hands away, arms like cactus. You can rock uh, side to side, but take it towards the lower rim of your hips. So starting to rock from like sitting bone to sitting bone. Bring your knees together, and you know, it's like you're holding a magic marker between your knees. You're going to trace circles on the ceiling with that magic marker. So the knees stay together, and the two legs moving together, you'll uh, be making clockwise circles or counterclockwise circles. You can tune in which ones did you choose. And then reverse that, the two knees moving together. And you'll feel your sacrum, or what feels like your sacrum, uh, kind of making circles around the edges of the sacrum on the floor, on the mat. Then bring that back to center. Level the sacrum, or the hips, if you want to think about that. Sacrum is deeper in, but uh, we're, we're leveling across where it is in the body. Keep that level. You're going to move your leg bones in opposite directions. So now it's like each knee has a magic marker attached and they're tracing circles in opposite directions. And you can switch that up each time you kind of do one circle and go the, uh, the opposite way or do a few in one direction and a few in the other. Keep the sacrum level on the floor. You may try to get wonky and rock with you. If it does, abdominals draw in, so the, the lower abdominal region hugging in to keep the sacrum level as you trace the leg bones in the hip sockets. And we'll come back to center. Bring knees in, nose to knees, knees to nose, curl tightly in. You know, rock your way up to seated, right leg crossed in front of left, lift your hips up and back and bow forward. When you inhale, and come up to seated, rock a little out of it, maybe into boat, your choice there. Then cross the left over right, hands by your hips, lift them up and back, and bow forward. Inhale, come up and rock out of it, boat if you like it. This time, if you enjoy right ankle over left knee, stacking the shins, do that and bow. Otherwise, right leg stays in front. Then inhale up and out of it. Left leg crosses in front or on top. Bow forward. Inhale up and out of it. One more. Right leg crosses in front or on top. And you bow. Inhale. And then exhale to cross and bow. Inhale and up. And then feet together, knees out, Baddha Konasana. Feet together, catch them with your hands. 
You can bow forward. Uh, just take a moment to take a peek at your feet and ball the big toe. There's a ball the foot and the big toe side. The ball of the baby toe, see they're connected and pressing into each other. And then you have your heels pressing into each other. That's the same thing we're doing on the back, and, and sometimes it's just helpful to, to see it so that you can visualize it uh, when we're, we're supine. Supta Bhadakinasana, Supta Supine. Uh, I think the, the real link between Sanskrit and other languages. We're going to take your thumbs to the inner arch of the foot, start at the heel. Just work your thumbs down the arch, just a pleasant degree of pressure, a steady but not quick pace. Down the arch a few times. You can move inward. Across to the lateral arch of the foot. Get your thumbs all in there across the lateral arch, then you can bring them back across the transverse arch. That's the ball of the foot, uh, the, the space right below it. And then hands to the feet. You're just going to bow forward. Just let your hands clasp over the feet. Or if you want to make this more interesting, a couple things you can do. One is to take your arms outside the knees, press the knees out into the arms or the hands, whatever you can catch so that the act of dropping the legs toward the floor becomes now the act of pressing the legs toward the floor, resisting with the arms. And that's working the legs in a very active range of motion. And, uh, asking for a lot of engagement from the outer hip muscles, the external rotators. And then if that's not quite your jam, but you still want uh, something a little more interesting for your Take your elbows in front of your shins and clasp the hands again in front of the feet. And then you press the uh, upper arm bone into the shins and use that to draw your chest forward. So this becomes a little like halfway lift. Draw your abdominals in, heart forward with that. Breathe. Breath in and breath out. Come up to seated. Cross the feet at the ankles. Come around to hands and knees. Hands and knees, cat and cow. Exhale, round your spine, drop your head. And inhale. Reverse that. Back to center. We're going to take the right arm up. So like you're pulling a bow and arrow, bring your right elbow up for the ceiling and open the chest to the right. Then exhale and bring your right arm down and through. We're going to pause there with the shoulder to the mat. If your shoulder doesn't reach the mat, a block is a great idea here. And then if you want a little a little more something interesting, take your left leg out to the side. Uh, left leg out like it was a straddle. And press the left foot into the floor. Uh, 
left hand presses the floor. So you've got the left leg out there. You get the left foot and the left hand working together, anchoring you down. And breathe in. And breathe out. And to come out of this, if you took the leg out into the straddle, bring it in first. Then unwind yourself back to hands and knees. And we'll take cat pose. Exhale, round your spine. And cow pose. Reverse that. center. Press your right hand down. Bow and arrow style. Left elbow up. Then open. And bend the elbow down and through. Rest your shoulder on the floor. Maybe a block. And if you want, if you want to make this more interesting for yourself, and, and maybe you don't need it to be more interesting, and that's totally cool. If you want to take the le right leg out into that straddle, foot flat to the floor. Then you have your right hand and your right foot flat on the floor, pressing down and in. So the support work being done by those two limbs, right limbs, doing the uh, the work of keeping you light and, and moving you into the twist. So that that left arm doesn't have to, to take your weight. Left arm can also press down though. in and then when you breathe out back to center inhale lengthen out into your hands and knees one more round of cat pose pull your abdominals up around your spine press the floor away lift your heart as much as you can towards the ceiling back of your heart up and cow pose draw your heart through your arms forward. Abdominals in to support the low back. So you're thinking low back long, not dipped down. And back to neutral. Tuck your toes under. Come on up to down dog. And breath in. And breath out. End of your exhale. Rock your shoulders a little forward and follow that with your feet as you step to the top of your mat. Top of the mat. Breathe in. Lift halfway and breathe out, bow forward. Drive your feet down, inhale, reach up to standing mountain pose. Squeeze your legs, lift your heart, fan out through your fingers. Exhale, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back, walk your feet hip distance apart. Step your right foot back into a low lunge, knee up or down. When you inhale, reach up, crescent lunge. Then hands to the mat. Look forward, pull your heart forward as you step back, high plank or chaturanga. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Get there, press your hands down and forward. Then rock the shoulders a little forward. Follow that with your right foot. Step. Press into your feet. Reach up. 
hands to heart center look to the front of your mat fingertips down step up feet together take your time get halfway lift here to sort it all out and exhale fold press your feet down inhale reach up squeeze your legs lift your heart exhale bow forward breathe in lift halfway flat back you're gonna walk your feet hip distance apart and then step your left foot back ground your feet reach up then exhale hands to heart center plant your hands then step the right foot back heart forward back of the head up as you lower breathe in upward facing dog breathe out down dog and rock your shoulders a little forward let your left foot follow it step into a little lunge breathe in reach out yeah hands to your heart then to the mat up front on fingertips step your back foot up feet together Breathe in, lift halfway, and breathe out, fold. Drive your feet down, reach up, mountain pose. And exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, little push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Good. Breathe out, down dog. And look forward, walk or lily hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold. Drop your hips low, Utkatasana, chair pose. When you exhale, twist, hands to heart center, bring your left elbow toward your right. Good. Breathe in, reach up. Exhale, other side. Breathe in, reach up. As you exhale, bow forward, send your hips back, abdominals in, chest to thighs, let your head go. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high, low push up, heart forward, back of the head up. Breathe in. Breathe out. Step your right foot forward, warrior one. 
open out to warrior two. Good. Breathe in, reverse. Reach up. Reach instead of swinging the arm. And side angle pose. Place your right arm to the inside of the leg. Then take your left arm overhead. Right. Good. Breathe in. Lengthen up. Press your back foot down. Reach through the fingertips. When you exhale, look to your mat. Rotate your chest toward the floor. Left hand down, then right hand. Step back, high plank. Possibly low plank. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press back, down dog. Empty your breath, there is no hurry. Shift your shoulders a little forward, follow that with your left foot. Reach up, warrior one. Take your time, open up to warrior two, and almost like you're pressing your arms down through water, right? That you're, you're moving into this with strength and same thing when you take the reverse. Turn the left palm up. Reach the arm up. Okay. Press your front foot down. Reach through your fingertips. And then as you take side angle pose, instead of being pulled into gravity, place the arm inside the leg. Lengthen through your chest. Lengthen through the right arm. Breathe in. Reach long. As you breathe out, turn your chest to the mat. Right hand down, then left. Step back, down dog or chaturanga, upward facing dog, you got a full breath in, downward facing dog, breathe all the way out. And look through your hands, a little rock of the shoulders forward to help you step through, <laughs> down onto your back for bridge. Or if you feel like a wheel, I'm not going to stop you. Press your feet down. Press your arms or your hands down. Lift the front body to breath for three. Slowly down, pause. Walk your feet together and your knees out to the sides for Supta Baddha Konasana. And if the blocks are a major improvement for you, may or may not be, but if they are, use them right here. Right. And, uh, due to no one wanting to hear the teacher go on and on every single time, we're probably not going to say that every time. But if it's applicable to you, you take the time to set yourself up well. Right. You, you don't get any points for your SI joint being uncomfortable. Right. And certainly you want to find your sacrum level in this pose. So if you are or not using blocks, take the time, lift your hips, make sure the back of your hips feels flat on the floor. Take the time, lift your rib cage. Be sure the low back is as long as it can go. Because unless we did that when we set ourselves down, we really checked that out. There's a good chance that more length could be there. And same thing, lifting the back of your head and lengthening your neck. Right. Sometimes we don't even know 
we're not comfortable because we're so used to being uncomfortable. In this pose, the grounding of your spine, those, those three heavy bits, the back of the hips, back of the rib cage, back of the head, like curves into the mat so that the low back and the neck, those light bits, those curve away from the mat. And our spine is in its most natural state. And in yoga lore tradition, the shishumna, the most gracious channel in our body, is well aligned. One more breath here. Bringing your knees together, use your hands on the outer edges of your legs to help that action out. Knees to your chest. Keep your right knee drawn in, extend your left leg out. Good stretch there for the left leg, reach the toes to the front wall. And then take a twist and release the right knee. Use the right foot to help you lift the hips. And breathe. Inhale, come back to center, and take your time switching sides. Unwind, come on back to center. Hug your knees in. Any finishing poses you like. <coughs> Make your way to Shavasana when you're ready.
ready to move again. So start with your fingers and your toes. to your right side. And make your way up to seated. Big shoulder shrug. And you draw your shoulder blade down your back, let the center of your chest lift. to the back of your skull, let the back of your head lift up and back, drawing your heart even further up. We'll have a breath and bring hands to heart center. And maybe thumbs to forehead center. Great work, y'all. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.